0: You're listening to Toronto's number one real estate podcast, powered by Watson Estates. The most successful local real estate investing starts right here, right now. Here's your host, broker, investor, and social media influencer, Bradley Watson. Hey, investors. The stock market is tanking. How exactly is this going to affect us? The coronavirus, which is hot news, which I'm so excited to bring you today as a podcast topic. It's such a hot topic. The time that this is being filmed just coming off the weekend and I've seen a crazy stock market just last week. Uh, Now, by the time this is hitting you, things might be swinging the other way, but as of right now, there is so much volatility that I couldn't help but have this as a topic for today. Now, looking at the last week alone, um, and according to a New York Times article, the article is called this stock market continues to plummet in worst week since 2008. And this is what it says. Panic in the stock market over the spreading coronavirus continued into a seventh day on Friday with shares in the U.S. tumbling uh, following steep declines in Asia and Europe. The S and P 500 index dropped 2% just before noon on Friday. And in fact, on Thursday it was down about four and a half percent before trading began. The index was already down 12% from the record high reached just the week before last week. So they're, and they're calling this the worst week since the 2008 financial crisis. And as many of you already know that are relatively familiar with the stock market, this, is very much related to the coronavirus. That's the reason this is happening. So today, I don't wanna go into the markets because I think that's what the majority of content is out there for, and besides, that's not really what we do. As I kind of survey the landscape and look at other YouTubers and podcasters that I follow and and that I trust for a lot of the information that I get on the marketplace, I haven't seen a whole lot, at least up until today, speaking to how it'll affect the real estate market in the GTA and really in Canada. Uh, This is kind of a Canada-wide, A lot of the the information has to do with the entire country. Here's what I'm seeing as it relates to the market before we get into the actual real estate side, we're of course seeing global trade uncertainty. We're seeing the fed uh, federal reserve in the States propping up the stock market. And of course we've got Bernie Sanders, a front runner in the United States for the democratic party. And as a socialist, he is very much against the stock market say what you will. And I'm not going to take a political perspective on this, but there's definitely people that I don't even know if the market has fully factored in a Bernie Sanders victory in the white house, which I don't think is likely, but it could always happen. And in the event that would happen, of course, that would have big implications to our economy. And um, all of this is now being just topped and completely covered by a new pandemic. And by the, when, when I was filming this podcast, it wasn't considered a pandemic yet, but it could very well be this week. And uh, and it's very close. Uh, it seems to be controlled at least in certain countries, but there also seem to be other countries that aren't doing what they really should be doing to keep track of it. So it's going off the rails a little bit and I expect it to be considered a pandemic probably this week. So let's get into what this has to say, uh, or sorry, how it relates to us in Canada, because as it kind of rolls into our country, um, it's important to know how we are impacted and how, how has it reached us first. Now at the time on Friday, which is, um, when I kind of grabbed a lot of this insight, CTV news said that a public health official say 14 confirmed cases in the novel coronavirus have been diagnosed in Canada with seven in Ontario, seven in BC and one presumptive positive case in Quebec. This morning when I woke up, I actually saw that there was some more. So I know that this has grown, but it seems to be uh, under control, but when it comes to seeing the stock market going crazy, we actually don't see these same fluctuations in the housing market. So I'll give you an example. I wanted, I wanted to go back to 2008 and see how did the stock market fare versus the local real estate market back in 2008, in 2008, over a nine month period, which is considered the re- recession timeframe, there was 400,000 Canadian jobs lost GDP dropped three and a half or 3.3% And uh, Canada saw a 9% price drop that's across the country in real estate prices. Now in Toronto, according to city news, the recession is generally considered to have started in October, 2008. For that month, the uh, Toronto real estate board reported the GTA sales were down 35% over the same period in 2007. So we've got a number of transactions being pulled back and the average home prices were down 13% over the same period from October, 2007 and 905, the 905 homes, the the GTA outskirts declined about 8%. So we see an eight to 13% drop in prices in really the worst collapse in modern history. And uh, now when we compare that to the stock market, the TSX by the end of 2008, Toronto stock exchange dropped by 35%. And the S and P 500. So uh, one of the big indexes in the United States dropped by 38 and percent by the end of 2008. So quite a big difference. And so for a lot of reasons, people would consider real estate as a, a safer investment. It's a tangible asset and something that doesn't seem to take the same amount of uh, movement that we see in the stock market in these extreme volatile situations. So Today I want to get into kind of my expectations for what I think are going to happen in the Toronto real estate market. And uh, a lot of these on the first side, I want to take what China is what's happening in the local Chinese market for real estate. But then I also want to look at specifically, I want to see uh, what the real estate investment network has said. Um, Now what they did is they are one of the first reports that I've seen that have come out. And I'm going to dive into that. On what they're predicting and a lot of the things that they've said they expect will happen because of the coronavirus are happening and it to me points to a credible and reliable source for um, when they go to speak about what it would say about real estate so let's talk about what happened in china because this of course just did this big wave through china china is a really dead place right now and if you look at it on a map you can actually see the uh, there's a noticeable difference in the emissions out of that place it's crazy how much it's shut down Um, so here's a few things that I think are going to happen. Number one, um, and outside of even what's in China, just looking at a global perspective is interest rates to come down. They're saying now in the, in the U S there's an expectation that there's about a 72% chance that they're going to reduce the interest rates in March. That's their announcement in Canada is set to make that announcement this week. I'm going to be publishing this as a video on Wednesday and by Thursday it should be up on podcast channels, wherever you get your podcast. And, uh, I'm expecting by that time you will have seen a rate cut. That's kind of a a short term prediction. So we'll see if that happens in Canada and Canada would be one of the first big countries to make that announcement since the coronavirus has kind of um, laid its roots across the, across the world. Okay. So what happened in China? What have we seen over the last few months? We've seen a lower number of sales, certainly, Here's an article that came out of uh, uh, marketwatch.com. The title says, Coronavirus slows China's property market to a crawl and even the most robust real estate app is no match. We'll talk about the real estate apps in a moment. The article says this, newly released data shows just how deep declines have been. New home prices rose at their uh, slowest pace in two years, due in large part to a standstill at the end of the month as the severity of the epidemic became apparent. But here's what I wanted to point out. Sales of new and existing homes plummeted 90% from the same period in 2019, according to a survey by China merchant securities and a survey, another survey done by, I can't pronounce it. H U A T A I, how securities actually said it was closer to 98%. That is a massive drop. That's almost completely silenced as far as the number of transactions that are going. So then the next question is, well, what does that mean for prices? Because if we're not doing any transactions and as we've seen over the last few years, whenever we've seen a decline in activity, it's also meant a decline in prices, but that's not necessarily the case here. In fact, I would argue it's not the case at all. When we look at the prices in China, we actually see that new homes actually went up still slowly. They went up 0.27% from December to January in 70 of the big cities according to uh, China National Bureau of Statistics. Now, here's another thing worth noting about China. Now, we've done we've mentioned this in other videos. You can check a video out that we did called How Real Estate is Different Around the World. I believe it was done up as a podcast as well. Um, I'm not 100% sure about that, but you can find it definitely on YouTube. In an attempt to, this is the an article, uh, same article, in an attempt to reduce the property bubble and uh rain in speculation, the government last year implemented measures to cool the market by restricting multiple home purchases and tightening market access. So they have also been pulling measures to try and slow down their housing market. So this is compounded issue. So even in more of an extreme case, should we, in the event that we would see declining prices, we should see that happening, but we have not. And, uh, and so I would expect that to be the same here. I don't think on a short term basis, you're going to see much impact on prices. And um, regardless, analysts believe the property sector is one that will experience a quick and near full rebound once the virus outbreak is contained. If that containment happens relatively soon, the blow to the industry will be fleeting. Since the outbreak has merely postponed demand in the market, demand that will return. I had a lot of conversations actually, I met with a few clients yesterday. Uh, We were looking at houses and this was a big topic that we had, the coronavirus. And this is very much what my understanding is of what's gonna happen. It's not changing demand; it's just postponing demand. In many ways, we might see an extended winter, depending on how quickly the coronavirus makes its appearance here in Canada as a serious thing. And uh, but so here's some really cool things that have happened in China since uh, the coronavirus, as it relates to developers in China. Developers are actually rolling out a ton of new incentives to lure new uh, and prospective buyers. The article actually reads, China's leading property developer, Evergrande Group, is ex- is offering its largest price cut ever, said the vice president of sales. This includes, these are some of the cool things they're doing, 25% off housing purchases until the end of the month. So they're trying to fast track the number of sales when the discount will decrease slightly to 22%. So they're trying to make get people back in the market that are just sitting on the sidelines. Several other developers have begun allowing customers to cancel purchases within 30 days of the contract being signed, hoping the risk-free incentive will attract new buyers. So people are just doing a, just giving you an opportunity to come bring your property back uh, just to really show there's nothing to be afraid of. If you regret your purchase, no problem. Uh, and they don't typically offer these things. These are not necessary, but they're, they're offering them all the same. And uh, they're all predicting this shows a a predictive behavior by the developers that they're expecting, at least is what it says to me that things are going to be going back to normal uh, given that they're kind of doing it in the short term and that um, opportunity will, will fade over time. Now I want to dive into this topic of apps because I think it's a really cool perspective that China was able to experience. So I think there's a lot of uh, thought that as the coronavirus will come in at the same time, we've seen such a, a huge development in technology, that there is no way um, that you need to see a house anymore or go face to face with a property in order to purchase it. And if we think about the number of international transactions that happen, possibly that could be the case. But what we're actually seeing is that the applications in China, which are are vast, there's a ton of them, and they're, they're getting more and more reliable, um, they're just not helping meet that demand that has been hindered by people not being able to leave their home. So I think this is a very important point. Um, it just kind of gives you, it's, it's an opportunity for us to kind of test the market on where technology has come. Um, of course I use a lot of these tools as well myself, even though I have other tools at my disposal, there's a ton of amazing apps out there, but they're just not the same as going into a property and seeing them. Even if you feel like you can see it and maybe you've got a VR set or whatever, it's not the same. Here I want to jump into the real estate investment networks forecast. They ran a report uh, on the coronavirus's impact on Canadian real estate. This is really one of the only big articles I've seen. This was published uh, midway through February and uh, they made a few predictions that we had not seen to this point, which is why I really think it's a very reliable and credible um, view of what's going to happen. So I'll give you some examples. So they're expecting in the short term, a small decrease in GDP. They're saying it's going to be a p- minus 0.1%. So very minor. Um, and, uh, it remains, the GDP remains at 3.3%. Now they're called, they were calling for a slight decrease in oil and commodity prices, which we have seen, um, disrupting industry supply chains and slowdown in business sales. So the markets, which we've seen again, within a few weeks after this report and a decline in international travel to Canada, which, um, I don't know if the numbers behind that, but I'm assuming that's the case that only makes sense. But what were their predictions on a long-term basis? And as investors making investments for the long term, this is something that we really want to be paying attention to. Surprisingly, the results come back very positive. In fact, if you think about it, the immigration levels will increase naturally. Canada remains a safe place, a safe haven in the world, and uh, and so immigration will continue to go up. And and what if we slow it down? Is probably the only way it's going to slow down. Um, but there doesn't seem to be a call for that. Increased foreign capital, so we're gonna have a lot more money coming into Canada. Um, So expect more investment, increased demand, of course, and uh, leading to an increased property value. So as demand continues to kind of be pent up here in the GTA and in Toronto, it's gonna get more and more tight supply is not changing demand in this for this reason. And for many other reasons will continue to go up. And, uh, and so they're very positive news if you're expecting property growth here in the GTA and uh, they actually go so far as to call this a short term buying opportunity. Uh, I would, and from some of the information that I'm sharing with a lot of, of my clients, my thinking is this, if you want to do something, do it now, do it in the next few months, because we don't know when the coronavirus is going to begin to have actual impacts to the number of transactions happening locally. When that happens, I expect kind of a delayed uh, movement of demand. Everything's going to get pushed back. Everyone's going to go in the sidelines simply out of obviously hiding in the event that we have a crazy crisis in Canada, which is at this point seems like it's far out, but we'll see. Um, at that point, you can expect that we would almost have a, if let's say it's in the fall or in the winter, you'd have an exceptionally large off season, uh, simply because everybody's been waiting for their chance to come back. And, uh, and so there's, it really is just kind of a blip as we go, but these are some really awesome statistics that I've seen. And this is the best way that I could think of to analyze what impact it would have on the local market. Uh, feel free to leave comments on any of these uh, social media platforms and let us know what you think. And yeah, and we'll, we'll continue to put out fantastic content and thank you for coming guys. Take care. Keep it real.